Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary. It's a podcaster who's, uh, you know, here patrons, uh, you know, like, uh, I'm here to help, uh, really, because uh, that's what I want to do. I want to help you get a good night's sleep or keep you company, and you help me back. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I love recording these extra messages for you. Really is fun. I, you know, let other patrons know about it because I don't know if they all know about these secret messages. Uh, but what do you say we get on with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do, if you wish, you don't need, you don't, all you could do or could, could try or you could ponder is to get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. So, you know, it could be things you're thinking about, things on your mind. Uh, like there's stuff always on my mind as Willie once is saying or somebody else who who, uh, I think that's who's saying it things are always on my mind I'm not even kidding Uh, but it could be thoughts it could be feelings emotions coming up for you it could be physical sensations changes in time temperature routine uh, travel. You could have a work schedule that's not exactly conducive to sleep, which uh, a lot. And uh, you know, I know how that is. Second, third shift. Uh, you could be working on the road. You could have. You know, you could be sleeping where you work, which is. Uh, you know, I, I've heard from. So I know how that is too. And you know, strain. You know, working on uh, ships, uh, uh, trains, a lot of different stuff. So whatever is keeping me awake, though, I'd like to submarines as another one. I said, what is, should I say submarines? But, uh, yeah. Uh, but whatever is keeping me awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that. What I'm going to do, or what I propose to do, is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you Oh, I said that part. You're right. Uh, I could use a periscope that goes right by, that says, uh, where was that thought? I just, let me, let me scout around for it. But what I'm going to do is create a safe place, and the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. I'm going to go so far off topic and ramble. My meanders are so pointless. You know, they, you could just call them meander nubs. Uh, it's been a while since I've talked about my nubs, so maybe I'll talk about that. Meander nubs, now... Uh, like, uh, now that could be the sleep with me breakfast cereal. Uh, it would it be the, I think the marshmallow bits would be the meander nubs. Uh, cause it, I think it probably the main name of the cereal probably wouldn't be meander nubs. I mean, I would eat that, uh, but usually you, you get it like with something like nubs from a cereal branding standpoint, which is one of my imaginary hobbies. Uh, I would say, put it in the, you know, now with, uh, marshmallow meander nubs there you go then we snuck in alliteration too uh and you could even double you know double alliterated fruit flavored meander meander fruit, fruit, i guess that's hard for me to say fruit flavored me marshmallow meander nubs it is another great question as i go off topic early here would it be i'm not it wouldn't be flakes i'll, I'll tell you that much right now 
Though, if we're going to have marshmallows, you couldn't probably have like grains, which is like, I guess I don't, I guess I'm going on the record for this one just because I was thinking about it last week. I didn't make any purchases. Now, this isn't my favorite cereals of all time, but I do have a strong preference uh, for both kinds of pebbles, uh, fruity and cocoa. Uh, I think one, because of the, the, you know, then the milk is drinkable. Two, I just like their consistency. I don't know. There's a lot to like about them. Now, I realize they're not for everybody. So it's this is not me, uh, you know, pushing my uh, cereal-based belief systems on you. But I do wonder, if, with either one of those, if we were to, you know, make a version of that. I don't know if it would need marshmallow. Because usually marshmallow is meant to balance out something else with sweetness. Uh, in my new book called... Uh, I don't know what my new book would be called, but a, a treaty, a treaty on cereal, a treatise or whatever, a cereal man, cereal eaters manifesto. I don't know. So, I, oh, if you're new, I go off topic a lot, and I go when I kind of go. It's like watching, a, you know, watching a car run out of gas, which you rarely do, but uh, you know, maybe in a cartoon or uh, an old uh, what are those movies called? A silent movie. You see where the car kind of putters and putters and putters. That's a bit like this podcast. Now, here's the thing. If you're new, I'm here to help. And the way I do it is like I'm basically nonsensically and goofy. So I just want to set some things up for you. So if you're skeptical or you're like, I don't know about this, that's perfectly normal. Almost every regular listener is uh, said, oh, it took two or three tries before I got used to the show. Though some people fall asleep right away or, you know, they, they fall asleep a little bit faster the first night than the second or third night. It starts to work better for them. So if you're not sure how to feel about that podcast, I just want to, uh, whatever, acknowledge that that's a really normal and regular response because this is a very different show. So structurally, it's different, too. It starts off with business. That's how we were able to keep the podcast free and not behind a paywall. Uh, and then there's an intro. Now the intros are different, way different than regular podcasts. It's like 12 to 14 minutes, uh, which is really only about what 25% of the show of me kind of rambling, setting up a a premise of the regular podcast, just friendly banter. I mean, where else do you get to sit down and spec, you know, the serial speculator, maybe that that's another, maybe that could be my uh, magazine or pamphlet I put out. Uh, serial fiction. My life is a serial f- f- fictionalizing breakfast cereals. Uh, like, where do you get to do that? And where would it make sense? It could only make sense in the construct of a 50, you know, part of a 12 to 15 minute intro of a sleep podcast that's nonsensical. So the intro yeah, is like around 12 to 18 minutes or so. And most listeners. So there's about 2% of listeners that just skip ahead to 20 minutes or 18 minutes, and then they just start listening there. But those are kind of veteran listeners. Then there's like regular, regular listeners that listen on Patreon. They get story-only episodes. Uh, But most listeners, they either start the podcast as they're getting ready for bed and, and, you know, winding down, or they're in bed unwinding and winding down, getting comfortable, turn out the lights and press play. So kind of see how it goes for you, but I guess my my premise around sleep podcasts, uh, which now there's more and more of them, but, you know, when I first started making it, it was just kind of this idea, and it kind of developed. It wasn't this way at first. Was uh, I found out people, you know, you need room to breathe and, and to unwind and, and to slowly 
uh, get, get, get it, you know, get settled down, ideally, and slowly realize that I need to be listened to, which is another important point about this podcast. Uh, you're not going to miss anything. You could replay it again if you need to. Ideally, you just kind of slowly drift off into sleep. I take your mind off of stuff, then your mind kind of stops listening to me or only half listens. Uh, other thing to know is that there's no pressure to fall asleep. The reason the episodes are an hour and I have 300 episodes ready to go for you uh, is, is so you have plenty of time to fall asleep. Or if you can't sleep, uh, you know, I'll be here to keep you company. I make this show for that percentage of people that aren't going to be able to fall asleep as much as I do for all the people I put to sleep. Uh, because a big part of my job is to be your companion, your boar bud, your uh, boar bay, your boar sib, your boar bestie, your boar, boar, uh, oh, boar bra. You know, for if you if you you know if you like those tasty waves, I could be your Borbra. I don't know. Maybe I'll think of some more. But uh, you know, I'm here to keep you company if you can't sleep, or here you here to keep you company as you drift off. So that's the structure of the show. So there'll be an intro, then there's some business, then there'll be a bedtime story where uh, you know I'll talk for for you know, and it's very similar to this, but more fictionalized. And then there's some thank yous at the end. So that's the structure of the show. I make the podcast. Because I've been there, and I know how it feels, uh, tossing and turning and trying to get to sleep. And I really, truly just want to help uh, so that, you know, you don't have that rigmarole. Uh, because I do truly believe you do deserve a good night's sleep. Uh, that your world and our world will be a better place with you rested, with you flourishing. Uh, you know, that, that, uh, and I just, yeah, I know how it feels. Uh, so... What can I say? I've been there. Give the show a few tries if you're new. I wish it worked for everybody. I wish it worked instantly. I mean, I wish, you know, what I would give this podcast up for. People say, Scoots, what would you give up the podcast for? Well, I mean, if they're like, well, one, I don't think it, the tooth fairy seems like a lot of work. So I don't know. I think I'd want to be the tooth fairy. But if I could like, like have an outfit like the Easter bunny sometimes, you know, if it, as long as it's breathable. Uh, be, but be like the sand person where I come and then I could just, you know, do that thing. I mean, again, I'd need like superpowers or something because I couldn't just get everywhere at all the time. But if that was a real thing, and I, maybe if it was done by a supercomputer, like a magical supercomputer where I just monitored it. Maybe if I had a team, too, of monitoring it for me. And I said, check uh, what's going on in quadrant 44PZQZM Florflan. And they'd say, well, that's a, that's in the the globular occidental um, the spandex ga- galaxy, Scoots. Uh, yeah, we got a we got a couple of people having trouble getting to sleep there. And I say, okay, um, all right, well, let me you know get the sleep dust projector ready and uh, send it. And then those beings would fall asleep, and I could do the same for you for everybody in a much more effective, efficient way. That would be great. But for now, I can just make this podcast to keep you company. Ideally, it's like mild humor, too. So say, oh, well, at least I have Scoots to keep me company. He's kind of almost like funny, like amusing. So I got that going for me. So just to, to ease the dread and seriousness of bedtime, uh, but again, see how it goes. I really appreciate you checking the show out. I'm glad you're here. I work very hard. I yearn and I strive, and I really want to help you fall asleep. 
And here's a couple of ways to keep this podcast free for everybody. All right, everybody, it's time for our uh, holiday, one of our holiday traditions, uh, which was a Christmas tree that took a walk, uh, or the holiday tree that took a walk. You know, you, you, everybody has a different preference in way they celebrate the season. That's what our ongoing story is about, uh, the great cookie holiday cookie adventure. And this is a t- these have been tales of um, uh, like a pre- previously in the holiday season uh, of a Christmas tree that took a walk. It was on my car as a kid growing up. It blew away, and there must have been some magic in those old uh, frost piles it found, because this Christmas tree then grew, walked back to my house uh, during a s- snowstorm. Also went and visited some holiday tradition. You know, when you did some other stuff, but this year, oh boy, does that uh, like uh, the the tree? It was, uh, it, you know, because uh, here's a little secret about holiday and Christmas trees is, uh, I mean, you probably don't realize this, but you like a lot of people complain about the sap. You know, like uh, that's one thing I've heard people complain about. Uh, and the water. Uh, I guess I don't want to get into too much of the spirituality of, of holiday and Christmas trees, but they do, uh, you know, they, like, uh, like uh, it's just important to remember that you say, well, was it, isn't it a different tree every year, Scoots? And I'd say, what is that job on the movie set called where, it, like, uh, you check all that stuff? Holy mackerel. Uh, but, uh, like you're good at you're good at this. That's why that's why I'm addressing this subject right now. Is uh, you know those those there's timeless molecules. So let's just say that we, like Goose to say, well, Scoots, can you give me a science based? Uh, so you okay? So you want me to give you a? You want me to elaborate on the spiritual and the science based linkage between how Christmas trees, holiday trees, and me through my lifetime. Yeah, here you go. Timeless molecules. Look it up. Uh, believe me, it probably uh, right. It's a time. There's timeless molecules. Uh, also, a famous song. I don't know if it was uh, Paul Anka that sang that one. Uh, no, it's Don Ho. Uh, in uh, like like it was in a, um, it was for, you know it was for a convention. Uh, timeless molecules. It was for, uh, it could be just like just a science convention, but uh, about molecules. Uh, molecule con, by, have you ever heard of Molecule con? Uh, yeah, they, like it's, a, it's a, not a thing yet, but one day, holy cow. So could, may, like maybe one day after they get everything ironed out with uh, imagining Romcon con, first of all, I'll probably have to Google Molecule con. And I'll say, okay, that's already event. So then I'll have to call it Molecule Con Con. Cool Con. We'll just call it Cool Con. Let's lock that down. Then we won't sell any tickets because people will be like, uh, you'd say, okay, I'm sorry. I don't understand uh, what, what that is. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. I didn't. Uh, you're right. Uh, I, uh, it was my, my mistake. Uh, hey, boy, boy, boy. Okay, so where was I? I, I got a little bit uh, 
So anyway, we do these holiday series, right? Uh, and uh, it was a holiday tree that took a walk, the Christmas tree that took a walk. Uh, and this tree's had a lot of adventures so year after year, uh, going places and stuff. Uh, and of course, we have pitch sessions because I say, well, what do you got on? Like, I don't want to say I'm a tree mentor. It's more that the tree's my mentor. I mean, you figured that out. So we had this pitch session, and the tree said, well, I'd like to go explore the world, you know, and, and do more than just hang out with you in the holidays and, you know, be of service, of course, to more people, maybe not even have it related to the holiday season. And I said, really? Oh, that's, uh, tell me, to, really, uh, yeah, like, you really want to, huh, you don't really want to spend the holidays with me. What about, like, you're supposed to be my Christmas tree. And then the, 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 the tree pointed out the fact that, uh, and I mean, I talked about this last year, but I did get a, a artificial tree, which we I guess we hadn't talked about. So I said, "Okay, sit down then. Let's talk this out." And I'm realizing you're having feelings about the artificial tree I have with built-in lights because uh, it's. A, did you hear the story about how I got it? The listeners probably have, but maybe the listeners in the past year haven't heard it. I did go out looking for a holiday because, you know, I moved. I hadn't heard from you. One, I know you like to stay mobile, so I and I don't usually have a holiday Christmas tree because, uh, like, just because of who I am. I don't realize it till you know, the time has passed, and then I think about, like, the watering, the purchasing, the having to have a stand and then one of those things that goes on the floor, tree skirt. Uh, I just I wish I was more equipped to, to do those kind of things, but I realize I just um, I am not. Uh, but last year, my parents were staying with me for Thanksgiving. And, of course, I was trying to figure out what to do with them one evening. Uh and, you know, so much to, 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 you know, have to put joy, holiday joy, Christmas joy in our hearts. And, uh, I said, well, let's go. What do you say we go buy a Christmas tree? And we went to, and again, I hadn't bought one in a long time. And when we got there, we started looking. It was, I think it was like either two, it was early in the evening. I mean, it was dark out, but it was probably, you know, it got dark early, 5.30, 6 o'clock. And I believe um, it might have been drizzling. I think it was just drizzling. And then we started looking at trees, but they didn't have any prices up, which is never never a good sign. Uh, and then we were kind of separated, and we said, well, I wonder how much these trees cost. And then we found out, and we realized that uh, – that was not a price point we were comfortable paying for for this for this tree, and I said that's a tree. Look, I said, are you sure that's not a, um like some sort of shrub on its last vestiges of existence? And the pricing was just um, not. It was just, uh, and I've heard there's in the Bay Area there is a few places you could get a tree for reasonable 
again, I'm not looking like, believe, I work on a sleep podcast. Well, you know, I know that it's hard like, uh, to say, well, this is the market value. Uh, but it was, it, it was seemed very high. Uh, so we bought it. It was, you know, it was my mom. Hey, 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 Christmas tree. It was my mom's idea. She said, she said, think about those trees. They could be wandering free in the world. And here at the hearth in your homestead, you could keep it. The tree as a symbol of the tree that you carry its flame in your heart. Not that you, not the flame, like a, a spark in your heart for the joy the wandering Christmas tree brings you. And I said, you couldn't have summed it up better, Mom, for a sleep podcast, really, that, uh, yeah, we'll just buy an imitation tree. It's just more a symbolic tree, yeah, but it's in, it, it literally is an imitation of you, a tribute tree. That's what we called it as we hung it uh, and we sang songs of your glory Oh, we sang, oh, Christmas tree, how we miss you. Uh, I'm with, you know, but we celebrate you with these imitation branches. Uh, Well, man, what a night it was. The uh, the tears we shed, they were tears of joy. And uh, whatever that thing is, that's like positive sadness, uh, like a little grief, but more of a, when you look back at the past in a healthy way, with sadness, uh, you know, where you say, well, I'm missing out on my time with that tree, but it's out wandering the world. Now we did, now they did, I'll tell you what, I'll tell be the totally tell you the truth. Uh, the fact of the matter is we said we, there's a two different, aisle. I don't know if you've been in Home Depot because that's where we went. That's the only place you could think of. Because we're already in the car with my parents, okay? So it also cut me a little slack. It was drizzling too early to eat dinner yet. And so we had to do, we had to have something to do. And so we went to Home Depot, and, then, and I said, uh, uh, the, the greet, you know, there's people there that offer you greetings. And I said, hello, uh, greetings to you as well. And then I said, is, do you happen to have, they said, what do you, you know, how can we assist you today? And I said, where are we? <laughs> no, no, that didn't happen. That part didn't happen. But, uh, they said, yeah, do, do you have any, um, a tribute trees? We're in search of a tribute tree, a tree tributing, you know, and they, they said like an imitation tree, but more glorious. And I said, exactly. And they said, well, we have two sections, so I don't want you to get lost because there's one section for replacement trees. Those are uh, Christmas trees and holiday trees to replace uh, evergreen. Uh, those are So that's a replacement tree section. And the reason I want to tell you is it looks very similar to the tribute tree section Except you know, for, for the that that music that sounds like silver and gold bells uh, harmoniously ringing, and you know the people in the tribute tree, you know the the wet eyes of joy, and uh, you know the people in the tribute tree section. Those are the main differences. So so just keep an eye out for those things, and you'll know you're in the right section versus the replacement trees. Uh, which are there, you know, like, uh, so you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's not that this tree symbolizes your irrelevance, uh, 
or like your like your change in your relevance it does not make you irrelevant. I keep trying to say that to people. Or by giving this tree, this tribute tree relevance, it doesn't uh, it doesn't change how relevant in my heart you are, right? So anyway, I thought we were going to talk about so 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 I thought we were going to talk about your feelings. Uh, does that help make you, when you talk about your feelings, that I'll feel okay about them? I just wanted you to have all the information. Uh, I wish you could have been there because I can't even do the speeches justice. Uh, or all the, you know, all, all of the memory. Holy cow. So that's, I just wanted you to know that if that's why you're uh, not keeping in touch with me or whatever. But I heard you had a project you wanted to work on. Okay, tell me. So, you so usually you walk through my memories, right? And that's uh, right. You could be that can be uh, very singular. Okay, I take a. So now you want to branch branch out? That's hilarious. That was an unintentional pun, huh? Yeah, we got lucky on that one. So you're thinking, oh, like inspired by the podcast, you want to go around. Because you're a tree. Okay, so this is only because you're a tree. You're going to go around the evergreen forests for the sleeping trees. Those are the trees that haven't obtained sentience yet. Okay, I'm with you so far. You're going to gather pine cones. So you're going to be in an evergreen forest with pine cones. Okay, you're saying that in a generalized way. Got it. You want to gather inactive pine cones. It would take too long to explain to me. Okay, but let me just try to, like, uh, ref- like let me try to um make sure I'm understanding what you're saying, okay? So what you're saying is, is there's some pine cones that are active. Like, they could be, they could, like, the those are, like, the seeds or something are in there, right, that other trees grow from. And some of those, like, uh, I don't understand the whole mechanics of, you know, believe me. It, like I didn't, I knew the, what, if I told you what I learned about the birds and the bees, uh, uh, you you'd probably you wouldn't be you know a highly functioning tree. You'd be a bit like me, you know. So, like, yeah, you can't even share an sleep podcast. Uh, so I don't know a lot about that stuff. Uh, but so I, my understanding is like some of those would be like function. You're, you're right. Functioning's the wrong word, but. Uh, uh, ready for the spring to grow a seedling or something. I mean, yeah, I know, but in a general way of understanding, there's cones that just are that are just pine cones, but they don't have the potential of a tree in them, and those are the ones you're picking up. Perfect. So we're under understanding now. And uh, uh, okay, so where? Like so, you where where would you so you're gonna collect pine cones or you okay, and then you're gonna oh distribute them as a is a, a symbol of the season okay because it's only symbol like almost like a tribute to the season just like some people might do with a um it's almost like you're doing what I'm doing even though you had strong feelings about what I did not to take your feelings away but like. You're taking a pine cone that actually is more of a tribute to a pine, even though it's physically a pine cone. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm almost ready to move. This is why. 
Can you see? Can you see the? Uh, yeah, I've got the, the. Yeah, okay. So we're we're in alignment here, really. We just didn't know it. And you're going to start distributing them or give them to, to people to distribute. Okay, interesting. Is this okay? It's a symbol of the season. So where would we start? Oh, you're going to hand these to me. You're handing two of them to me. Okay. Uh, and what am I supposed to do with these? Uh, okay. You, you're, oh, you're pointing to the randomizer, so I should check the randomizer. Uh, hot high school, that's what it says here. And out of a list of 400, that's what came up. Uh, yeah, okay, does that mean anything to me? You do, believe it or not, it does. It bling, I know I have an exact memory, and I should bring the. I wish I could bring these cones to the people I impacted. In that, I thought I talked about this once. Well, it, it was that season. It, I don't know what the exact thing was, uh, but uh, the, I was at high. It was when I was in high school, and it was very hot. Uh, it was a winter, very cold outside. Yes, so cold, right? Uh, where the heat was blasting. Yeah, and we had a, um, actually, I think it was a mass, because uh, I went to Catholic High School, and it was a mass in the cafeteria for some reason. Maybe because, I don't know why, because this is the only mass I'm aware of that was in the cafeteria. Yeah, I'm with you. And uh, we had, I think it was so full that some of us had to sit on the windowsills, uh, which happened to be where the heat registers were. Yes, and my friends and I were sitting there, but we were also in front of a window, and it was literally below zero outside. And there was uh, four of us, uh, I recall. I don't think there was, yeah, there was four of us there sitting there. And I was furthest away from the window. And, I mean, I'm not trying to, um, uh, like, uh, I could have behaved differently, and a lot of this was residual uh, displeasure from other not great choices I made. But so throughout the mass, so, so there's a mass going on, right? A, like a religious service, and that's also high school. But the kid, you know, the kids know that uh, you should behave respectfully. Uh, but, and again, I'm not going to name names or anything. There was four of us, and uh, most of us were very uh, hot. Uh, so uh, I think what happened was the window would get opened a little bit so that the air would come in, but the air was very cold. And two people couldn't agree on the temperature. And maybe I was involved in that, but I don't honestly, in all honesty, I don't think I was involved at all. I mean, maybe I said, please leave the window open. I'd rather be free. Like, I'd rather have the cold breeze because it was really warm. Uh, and we probably had sweaters on anyway, possibly. So, but I guess, like, two other people were, like, uh, they were having strong disagreements. So it was constant back and forth thing. And it's probably disruptive. Normally, I mean, I, I would claim if I was being disruptive. So, so I'm not saying I wasn't. And eventually, now also, it made, like I said, there was residual things from other very poor choices I made. 
so this school had a high school and a, and a, and a junior high school, middle school. Now, as soon as the um, uh, like mass was over, uh, someone very upset in minister, like someone from the junior middle school, came up to us and expressed expressed their displeasure because it was very disruptive. And also because I had uh, made bad choices that had impacted this person previously m- multiple times, uh, uh, they uh, probably rightly assumed that I, they, they could. They said, uh, "Then this this person called over the priest, uh, who who would um, probably the principal of the high school, maybe well, the principal of the high school maybe was knew about it or whatever." Uh, but they called over the priest, who was also. Uh, a, che- a teacher at the school, uh, but you know had a administrative sweat, discipline, ability to discipline, and uh, uh, said that we were, you know, that we were in trouble, like, uh, and that I was the ringleader. And this was one of the few times I don't think I could be. A, I'm more like a, a person running around the ring, uh, I, I, like. Uh, or I put a person that puts the rings down. I mean, I'd be the person that goes, do, 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 you know, that kind of thing. Or that comes up with the idea of the circus. I don't know if I'm ever the actual, the circus starter as opposed to the ringleader. But in this case, I wasn't the circus starter. And so then uh, we had to go and wait. And then we get, you know, like, uh, but you, from your perspective with these two, um, what he's called pine cones, right? Uh, Christmas cones, we could call them. Christmas, you know, like I hope you got a lot of these because if you're going to give them to me, like I probably, the 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 uh, cone cone based amends I got to make is, uh, uh, yeah. So then, uh, yeah. So I guess like if I had a, a time machine and cones, I would give them to those two uh, adults uh, and say, hey. It, like, it, I don't think I would try to um, excuse myself. Like, in our situation, it was different because uh, it, I, I said, I don't want you to feel like you got replaced. You didn't get replaced by a, an artificial tree. We do, Again, we didn't buy a replacement tree. That's a different aisle. They even had ones that were called supplemental trees. But we got the, we went to the tribute tree section. At least that's where we intended to go. Like, that's where our intentions were. To get a tribute tree, a tree that stands in evergreen tribute to you, and your, your, you know. So, uh, multi trees and multi friends beyond the binary trees and multi forms, right? As Doctor Who might say, well, it wasn't Doctor Who that said it. Whoever announced it, uh, on that space station. Okay, so. I would give those would be who I'd give them. If you say warm high school or hot high school, uh, that's exact. So I guess you, so. Those would be the first two I would give out. Uh, I guess so. So is that like? Uh, oh, what would I say? I would say, geez, I'm sorry that, that. Well, I guess like for the the priest, I'd say, geez, sorry. Uh, I was disruptive during your service. It was very disrespectful of, of me. I don't know. I mean, I think part of me would be tempted to say, you know, it was 8,000 degrees, it felt like, on the registers. And, and then the window was negative. You know, it's hard to find. I say, maybe I'd say, 
it was tough, like having to do mass in the, in the cafeteria, and uh, we apologize. It was distracting. We were kind of d- d- having a debate about the hot versus the cold. It wasn't proper. Maybe we should have asked an adult what to do. I don't know. Is that me getting out of the apology? I mean, it's hard for. So I said I was wrong. Uh, what are the four steps? I was. I, I was. I'm sorry. I was. I was disruptive during your service. I was wrong to be disruptive. Uh, uh, what can I do to to correct the situation? Also, I have a pine cone for you. Is a symbol of uh, my understanding of making this is a potential, you know, there is a potential seedling in me that doesn't want to be always disruptive. Uh, so now for the other administrator, it would probably take a lot longer. We might need a, need a mediator, mostly on my end, because uh, uh, I don't know, other than... um um, uh, like not being happy, like, yeah, I guess I'd say, wow, I made a lot of bad choices that impacted you, including it must've been really distracting, uh, hearing all that noise about the hot and the cold. And, and I'm sorry that we disrupted the service. So, uh, also all that other stuff, uh, um, well, I mean, it, again, this was, an, yeah, I'm really sorry. And I'm really sorry for, like, uh, for the time I was waiting for the bus, that thing. So, like, yeah, all, all I, I was, uh, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Is there anything I can do to fix it now? Because, uh, you know, uh, I really wish I would have made better choices back then. And also here's a pine cone as a, as a symbol of, uh, Oh, by the way, happy Christmas, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Uh, here's a pine cone. By the way, it's not like a, it's not a functioning pine cone, it's, but it's still technically a pine cone. May, maybe not. It might not even be from a pine tree. It was gifted to me by a sentient tree that, uh, unfortunately, you know, can I give you a pine cone? Would that be strange? You're collecting them. Is this only going to be my, my, like, it would, okay, so then the next one. Okay, I'm checking it. Clue, uh, uh, clue land is the next, uh, next thing. So what does that mean as far as uh, pine cones and where you're going? Hopefully out of my memories. Uh, oh, clue, clue, oh, you're giving them to me again. Okay, other cone, so... Clue Clue Land makes me think of board game Clue, and uh, so that makes me think of board games. I don't have a ton of, like, uh, okay, a couple things about games. Like, uh, one, uh, you know, you probably know this uh, since you've been in my life as a holiday tree, Christmas tree, but uh, I used to drink too much, and so... uh, uh, that's, imp- I think that's important for a couple of things. So I do, I guess I do have, uh, so, so I, I don't feel like I can make any, like uh, that it's proper, uh, for, for us to use, uh, so I don't want to make any, uh, I don't want to give out any cones related to that. Cause I say, well, there was a time, you know, we we're playing at your, your sister's house or whatever, you know, th- that's better in person, huh? 
Okay, but I said, I think I have two, well, I have like a more generalized memory of where I could get be, always be better. So I don't know who I'd give those cones to, but it's like I do get competitive when it comes to board games, uh, no matter the age range of the people playing. Yeah, so uh, I don't know who would I give that to because it's a, well, uh, you know, that I really want to win, especially when it's like something, uh, I don't know if it's competitive. It's like wanting to, I guess it's that relevance thing. It's like, oh, I want to figure out, uh, like, especially in Clue, that game, uh, especially as you're going around, I say, wow, I think I've, I think I might have unlocked this puzzle. So how do we fix that? Like, um, because it's like, I never understand this. I mean, I know some games you say, well, I'm going to ease up a little bit. Or sometimes you forget and you say, next time I need to ease up a little bit, uh, Okay, maybe seeing it through the eyes of the children. Oh, am I playing a clue against four and five-year-olds? Maybe. I mean, it's possible. Uh, that's maybe why I'm, you know, I'm like 18 and one. Okay, but I do have a more memory. This was when I was like uh, under the influence, but I don't think it's an intense memory, but it's like one where I say, I probably have some apologies to make uh, because I probably was... Uh, not on my best behavior. So, and I don't know if it was, it was, it was a a friend who always had a holiday party, a Christmas party. I don't think this was their Christmas party though. And we were playing a trivial pursuit and we might've been playing like an eighties edition or pop culture edition. Okay. And, um, so, uh, here's what I remember. In, in, I mean, it's going to be tough not to me, for me to, like, make myself look good and bad at the same time. Uh, but so we had, so I had, like, a, like, a, like I was in, a, like, a very uh, loose mood. I was, uh, but, but I was probably somewhat cogent because, or whatever, cognizant, or whatever the right word is. Uh, like, I was, but, but I was, so... I was teamed with one of the hosts of the, of the, the, the whose home it was. And they were a kind of person whose gameplay it, it kind of uh, is normally like apologetic. Like, oh, I don't know if I like, like and I, I like my, my team to feel confident and needed. And that, geez, well, you don't have to know every answer. It's the answers you know or that you think you know. We're a team. Uh, there's no apologies, uh, needed like, uh, but also we're going like, uh, you know, we're going to, we're, we're going to do really good. Don't worry. Uh, and so I, I remember that was one element was like, okay, you really want to celebrate our victories, especially when it's other persons. Uh, also the other team, like, I think there might've been even more than two teams, but it was really like a two team game. So there was another team. And they were friendly, but also competitive and, but not in, um, but oh boy, did I, um, I think the term is heel. Like I was like, I was real heel. I didn't realize it at the time, but it was also one of those just dominant performances. Uh, and so it was whatever, it was some trivial pursuit, which is like a trivia game, which again, I don't think this might've been just a rare thing because my knowledge is very limited and my recall's not that great. So I don't know what ha- how this happened, but uh, 
so basically we went on this tear where we were answering like you, every time you answer a question correctly, you could roll again or you, you have to answer questions. This game of trivial pursuit, I'm explaining, uh, just, you know, cause I know you've had it under your tree before other people, but, uh, now it's a game you, you bring to goodwill. Uh, but so like, uh, you, you, like the way you, you either get to roll again or you get like a little bit of, uh, a, a pie, like a pip piece that you need to accumulate to in order to win the game. And we would, we were going on streaks where we're like, usually it's really not an easy game. So you might answer a few questions in a row. You might answer a few questions in a row, but the chances of you like stringing together, but we were stringing together. Like, like it was almost like we were just dominating the game. Uh, but also I was acting like we were dominating the game. So I was doing a lot of, uh, especially when I, I mean, when I got it right in, when it was really hard or when my partner and I like brainstormed an answer, I was being very loud and pointing. This is just not normally, I'm very reserved normally, but also I want to like, just to say why well, I was being over the top and it probably wasn't okay behavior. It's not rare especially in those days, you know, when I didn't realize, oh, well, well I'm trying to be good at stuff. Uh, like I didn't find what I was actually good at to be useful to people. I mean, that's the real truth uh, where, so I guess I had a little bit of a combination of what inferiority, like my self-esteem needed a little bit of a healthy, um, um, I don't know, massaging. And so any chance I had to, 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 to get to, to, to like, uh, let all that out and feel like, uh, you know, that's why I was acting that way partially. It wasn't okay though. So I was kind of, uh, that's what I was doing then. So, yeah. So who would I give it to? I think I would have to give one to everybody at the party, especially the people playing on the other team. So... Uh, I'd say, geez, I'm, you know, you know what? I acted like a real uh, heel at that game, a real jerk. Uh, it was wrong. Uh, I had, you know, it brought, like I got carried away, and it's not okay. Very disrespectful. I know if I was playing against someone that was behaving like me, it would have been really uh, tiring and not fun. So, so I'm sorry about that. Uh, is there anything I could do? Uh, to make it better or, you know, I, I um, also have these cone, Christmas cones for you that uh, symbolize the fact that, I, you know, I was wrong. And uh, I, I guess everybody else would probably say, you know, I used to really, uh, that was like uh, poor behavior on my part. And I'm really sorry about that. Uh, probably was disruptive to, to the party, maybe, or, uh, to the host, they say, geez, it probably alienated some of your guests. So, sorry about that. Uh, you're like, uh, but uh, here, here's some holiday cones, and uh, is there anything I can do to make it better? Uh, or, you know, it's, I guess the other thing I would say is, it's just, I'm, you might have strong feelings about my behavior, and that's totally understandable. Uh, so, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to say it like I wasn't sorry because I was. Okay, so time for another ran random number generator. Okay, so I'm going to add it's 104. Well, I looked wrong. 104, 105. Uh, 105. Okay, heading to 105 is a Balatron. 
Boltron, actually. Boltron. Hopefully that one doesn't involve me, does it? You don't know. Well, so let's talk out what Boltron could be. Voltron, there was Voltron, and Tron kind of to me says robot or um, uh, mechanical mech. Uh, Voltron, it seems like it could just be uh, uh, like a little bit of a, it could be like a, like a transformer, probably not. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, so I guess it is, it is more apologies I have to make. I, get, I can think of a few that I, about this one. Not big ones. Those are like, uh, I guess these are like the most mild, uh, this is like a podcast of mild men's. Uh, it's good to, like, uh, like this is, I guess you're right. This is like a really positive thing you're, you're, you're putting me through. You're putting me through. I appreciate it. Uh, because it gives us a chance. There's like a, there's no shame or regret in any of this. It's really powerful. Maybe that's what is ever. Oh, apologies are always evergreen. Is that a double like a, apologies are ever evergreen apologies? Uh, so yeah, I guess I'm trying to have as much enthusiasm as I can. So let's see. So let's see. Oh boy, there's uh, three things I can think of. Uh, uh, that, uh, I don't know. Well, I guess, like, this is a real small one. Uh, so I'll start with it because as soon as you said Transformers, it reminded me of like, uh, in the 80s for a time, there was competing Transformers and GoBots, which were like Transform, like, so there's two brands of, uh, robots that would convert into vehicles. They also both had their own TV show, a cartoon, TV, cartoon, whatever, animated program, animated television program. And, I don't know, Transformers were a little bit more, usually the Transformers were made from die-cast metal and GoBots may have been only made from plastic. And I played with both. And here's something that wouldn't be surprising since you're a tree in my life is, uh, you know, I played with toys for a long time. And I wish I played for toys for longer. I, I know in sixth grade and then even in seventh grade for a little bit, I played with toys. Uh, but I can remember, and I think this was in sixth grade, you also had a little bit of, um, I mean, it was from a family of six kids, and my parents were very generous. And they made a lot of sacrifices on my behalf. And um, making sure we had plenty of toys to play with was a, a part of their holiday, Christmas joy. And so, uh, but I also like, uh, knew that there was other kids that always had more. Right. And, and I guess like, again, to go back to that other thing, it made me feel like a little bit, uh, like wanted me to create fiction of where I had as much as they had, which maybe they, maybe, you know, who knows? And maybe I had a lot, like, I didn't appreciate how much more I had than most. So... Like I'm thinking about that in a way. The reason I say that is uh, this is a very tiny memory, but it's weird, weird that it always stuck with me. This feels like a. Have you ever thought about being? I guess a, a evergreen tree can't be a therapist. Uh, I thought you were going to walk the earth and do this, and not just. Uh, yeah. Well. So uh, I guess what I'm saying is that I have this very clear memory. 
in sixth grade when a lot of kids might have stopped playing with toys. And I, I, I think I was talking to one or two kids, uh, and we were talking about, I was, I don't know if we were talking about toys or I was just, and this, I guess this is interesting though to me because, uh, it was doing what you would call nervous talking, which now I do as an adult, uh, and the, the adult part of my brain says, well, boy, and I said, well, no, this is what I've always, this is kind of, uh, like, I always think it's something new that I have to conquer instead of saying, well, this is just part of our makeup and maybe we could just get some tools and some adjustments, uh. So, um, I was doing this nervous talking, right? And, uh, they, uh, I was talking to these other two kids and I was talking about like, uh, all the holiday gifts I was going to get, which none of them were true. And, uh, what kind of bra- imaginary bragging and saying, and I remember because I said that, uh, probably in my stocking would be a bump, which you just had a great movie a year, year ago would be a Bumblebee Transformer, which is not an inexpensive Transformer when those came out. It's probably at least 10 to 20 bucks, uh, which would, would symbolize, like that was like a symbol, that would be a symbol of like a ostentatious wealth uh, in my childhood mind that in their stocking, you were getting a 12 to $20 toy. Holy moly. And I don't remember what other webs I spun because actually the best Transformers I had, I actually bought with my own money uh, from my paper route, I think, uh, for, for for the most part. I think I, I can remember paying for my own Transformers. Uh, and I guess I just feel bad about that because, uh, okay, you're right. I, now, it, it, I just always remember that because they say, well, I feel, I guess I do feel bad, not negative bad. I feel sad uh, that I was misportraying things. Now, I think the one young man that I was speaking to that I know was in the conversation, there might have been someone else in the conversation too, though. But I know the one kid, kid he he was like, I was under the impression he was very well off. Uh, and it was just him and his sister and his parents. So I guess I can't, but he wasn't like a real bragger. So I don't know why I felt so... So I feel a little bit uh, sad that I was giving him the wrong impression. I guess I feel sad for the kid part of me that felt like, hey, like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like spinning a childhood fiction, but not in a negative way, right? You're right, I don't. Uh, I just feel like I want to give them both a pine cone and say, hey, it's okay. Yeah, and that goes to this other memory that I have, uh, of Christmas, and, and I don't think maybe I haven't never talked about this on the podcast before, so thank you for empowering me to do so. And actually, it goes to my like working for working too, because uh, so it does go full circle. Uh, so I used to play with Transformers and G.I. Joe's, which was another action figure type cho- toy and other toys. Uh, but I fantasized about getting this one. It, it was a hovercraft. It was a G.I. Joe hovercraft. Uh, and for a long time, that's all I wanted. All I wanted for Christmas was this G.I. Joe hovercraft. It was very big. It was very expensive, too. And when I say expensive for a Christmas gift, it was probably, 
it couldn't have been. I would bet it was twenty nine ninety five to 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 up to fifty dollars. Uh, uh, but I don't think it was anywhere less than twenty five dollars. I don't. I don't think that was at all possible. So it was an expensive, very expensive toy. And I remember saying to Santa Claus, uh, "This is all I want." Like uh, maybe I should let my parents know too. That's the only thing I want. Uh, and I, I think I was fantasizing about playing with it for a long time because it had all these different things and uh, it had a sled and you could play with it. Like I wanted to play with it in the bathtub. I fantasized about finding a river or a pond because it would float. It was a hovercraft just for land and sea. And I thought I could really have, I was like when I played with those toys, a very similar podcast. I was immersed in the world of imagination. Uh, and now seeing things as a parent, I, I guess I view things much differently from my parents' side of things. But so I was like 100% of the impression that that's what I was getting for Christmas. Uh, so when that Christmas came, it, and I kept waiting for that gift, and it did not appear like it did not. I did not get that gift. I did get a helicopter from a movie that... Uh, did not do well that I think they expected to do well. It was like a helicopter movie. It was a helicopter. There was like two helicopter things. There was a TV show called air, air, uh, air puppy. Uh, Jan, I think Jan, Michael Vincent and Ernest Borgnine were on that. And then, uh, there was another one with, uh, Roy, Sh- the Roy Scheider from the, um, uh, the original movie about guppy, the Guppy, the summer movie, the summer blockbuster Guppy, uh, he was in a helicopter movie, and this helicopter was based on the helicopter from that movie. It might even been called Blue Thunder. It might have been the name of the movie. And that was what I got as my main gift. And I was uh, like, uh, and I did handle this. I actually like, like, and then my brother who was two years younger than me, so we played a lot together, but we still had our own things. He got two um, uh, smaller, so I, I got like a couple G.I. Joe figures in this helicopter. Uh, it wasn't remote control or anything. It was just a toy. And then my brother got, uh, um, maybe, no, also I got, I don't know, maybe this was two, it might have been combining two years, but whatever. So my brother also got some toys. And I remember feeling a little bit jealous about the toys he got, that they were better. And then I said, well, why, how come I, what did I do? Or how? And then I said, well, it's just too expensive, I think was what I kept telling myself, this uh, hovercraft. And I remember being disappointed, but also like knowing, it, I was old enough to know that, uh, you could, you know, that would be, would, would not be, I think I'd thrown enough FITSs as a younger kid to know, hey, your parents are sacrificing for these things. Uh, show some appreciation and joy. Uh, so I remember saying, oh, no, this is so much better than the hovercraft because it flies in the air. And it, and it ended up being a toy I did really enjoy playing with uh, at whatever age I was, 14. Uh but I do do think I need to give out pine cones like to, to everybody involved there, like uh, all my family, because uh, I mean, one like uh, my parents went out of their way 
to create it. Oh, boy, I just remembered another one that we don't have time for. So, like, I was just going to try to have a heartfelt moment, but then I just thought of another one that I have. Uh, so should I go into that? Okay, probably the listeners will want to hear my mistakes more than my healing, huh? Right, because it is healing. But I would say that, you know, my parents and my siblings, uh, I want to give them cones of love uh, because of, uh, like, they make my life special even today. And they made it that way then. And I didn't always appreciate that. Uh, and then I would want to give one to myself to say, hey, it's not easy being a kid. And I wish I could be there to coach you along the way and we could coach each other along the way. To say, hey, you, you kind of do have, it's okay to also have mixed feelings on the holidays. Uh, it's totally understandable uh, because you were hoping for that. Now, you did, I did end up buying it uh, and getting to play it in the bathtub a few times with money from my paper route. Uh, so it all ended up, or some other job. I think it was my paper route, though. And I got the pride of ownership. But my last, I guess... Uh, my last cone to give out, and it, this is one I'm not sure I totally buy everything. Like, like I don't know if I have all of the facts here, but so I guess once I stopped playing with toys, so this would have been a few years after that uh, when I was supposed to be uh, uh, going on dates and stuff like that, but I, I uh, started to play computer games, and there was this one year, and like I said, we didn't have the most advanced computer but uh, there was some games that were really well, the developers were very good, so the games would perform no matter what system you were playing with. Uh, not only were the games really good, uh, but the graphics performance, you, you, they could make the most out of whatever processor you had. Uh, whether it's like simple graphics, they could look good or whatever. And then there was this martial arts uh story-based game. I don't remember the name of it, but I know it was, like, very cool. And where, you know, somebody was doing martial arts in pajamas and sneaking around. And I had asked for that for the holidays, and then I found it uh, when I was searching, uh, searching through my parents' room, probably looking for that stuff. Uh, and then I couldn't wait. So then I like, and it was in like plastic wrap. So it was a mistake to think that, uh, uh, that it would, would, uh, would be able to get away with it. But I opened it up and I started playing with it because I figured, why not? I'm going to get it as a gift anyway. And I didn't like, it was hard to like sneak. It was like probably like only an hour or two when nobody was home. Because uh, the thing was, the hard thing was you needed the disc uh, to play, like the copy protection was you had to have the disc in the disc drive. You couldn't just download, put it on the hard drive and play it. Otherwise, I would have just copied it to the hard drive and then put the disc away and been done with it. Uh, so good job on the copy protection. I'd give a, a Christmas cone to that person, too. Now, unfortunately, what happened was my mom was the kind of person who she would buy gifts on layaway, and she would also buy gifts and return them, uh, like, over the years. So she'd say, oh, I'm going to buy this. You know, I have $20 now. I'll buy this for Andrew. But then maybe she would reassess things. So this gift was reassessed, and uh, when I opened my holiday gifts, I was like, Christmas gifts, I was like, holy cow, that's uh, no— uh, 
whatever. It wasn't Karataka, but it was something like that. Uh, and uh, it wasn't there. And uh, I remember years later, or maybe even then, coming clean to my mom and her saying it was kind of a hassle to return it or exchange it because uh, it was opened. And I think the story even claimed that there was a virus on there, which probably was not true because I don't think uh, that's possible. But so, and I don't know what gift ended up getting gotten uh, instead. I think for something like a remote control car for one of my brothers, maybe. That was Radio Shack, by the way, which is no longer with us. So I guess I would give one to my mom. I guess, can you give one to yourself for being somewhat crafty? Yeah. But I don't know. I I like the idea of this. I'm glad we talked about it. I hope you go on your journey now and give out those. But, yeah, it's like, uh, I guess it's an important gift at the end of the year, right, is to think about, hey, uh, oh, wow, like, uh, I was wrong, and I'm sorry. How can I make this better? How how did it feel? Like, uh, I think that's the fourth part is, uh, uh, tell me how this impacted you and how you felt about it. That's what I had a hard part with you, with the tributary. So it's probably a place I need to grow this next 12 months is saying, uh, is being open to that. Like, I guess going and saying, giving out, can, is it possible for me to give myself tons of cones, uh, because, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of only being half kidding to say, hey, it's a, well, that's a little bit hard thinking about that. Making apologies, writing these as letters or whatever, or bringing it up again with my mom or my siblings, uh, saying, hey, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't. Uh, sometimes with your parents, it kind of feels like, uh, I guess it's important still, though, but if you just say, oh, well, you know, you don't need to apologize. Uh, but yeah, so I, you know, those are. I guess this is this is what a what a holiday gift you brought me this year. What a way to, uh, uh, no, really though, to, to think like, uh, yeah, there's always room for growth uh, and healing. That's really what part of the season we forget. Uh, uh, I guess because there is like these highs and lows, and the healing kind of takes place right in the middle, huh? You know, remember that there's a holiday cone there for everyone. You know, whatever you want to call it, uh, and to hold it and say, huh, like, uh, yeah, and maybe just to give yourself one right now, maybe hold your hands together, cup them like there's a cone inside, and take a breath and realize you are a gift uh, to this world, uh, and then give yourself a gift of empathy of compassion and caring and saying, but you know, a little pat on the back or a hand on the chest to say, okay, it's not easy. We're not perfect. And that's okay. Uh, and then we haven't been perfect in the past, but yeah, that we could kind of make apologies for it too. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Uh, sorry about the tributary thing. You know, I didn't really, I, I guess it could have been more clear that we weren't replacing you. And that it's just like, you know, again, my parents were, this is, uh, okay, yeah, you're right, I'm sorry I didn't tell you that we were getting, or just ask you how you felt about me having an artificial Christmas tree. Uh, if I were to do it again, I would have talked to you first. You must feel strong, like, how do you feel about that? Uh, do you want to talk about it? 
Okay, that's good. Okay. Is there anything I can do to make it better? Love the tree like it was real. Done. Uh, happy holidays and good nights.